Make more birdies. A bottle of bourbon, a little glass, and some ice. This is not a tip. This is a prescription. Trust me. Mm. If you don't, you will fall out of balance. Mm. Welcome to Birdies and Bourbon. Sit down and have a sip. Welcome back, everybody, to the Birdies and Bourbon Show. We are excited tonight. Uh, we're going to go through four samples, it looks like, with Fury Golf. We're with Ted. Uh, I'm a little bit jealous. Ted has a better setup. Well, his, his microphone setup better. I don't know about his bar. I haven't seen it yet. So, yeah, I but- can see it from here. It looks pretty good, Cal. Listen, that- it's, it's a good-looking bar, but you got the bottles to put me to shame, pal. So, you know, you got to take what you can get, my friend. You probably got a bunker somewhere. You probably got a bunker. I'm pretty I sure. I, 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 just, hey, I, I live in like a double-stack trailer. I just don't have anywhere to store anything, so I got to expose it. So that way when people come in, it's like, oh, I'll take one of those and a few yep. of these. And I'm like, it's not a liquor store, man. Yeah. Then, I, then, I, then I get beat up. And then it's like, okay, we'll just take it if you'll get out, that kind of thing. So, uh, hey, Ted, thanks so much for coming on with Dan and I. We really appreciate it. Um, Thank you guys for having me. Excited. Yeah, yeah, man. So, uh, so you started. Well, hold before we get into all that. Uh, well, go ahead and tell the story. Then we'll talk about what we're drinking. <laughs> so, tell the story about me, about the yeah. brand. Well, no, about how we, why, like, why are we here today? Oh yeah. Yeah. So th- this is actually fun. So, you know, you and I connected over Instagram and uh, you had, posted some kind of, um, a picture on Instagram about a blend. And, you know, I love, I love bourbon. I love whiskey. I'm just an alcohol enthusiast. That's really what it comes down to. Okay. You know, I, I, don't, I don't discriminate too much. Uh, you guys just had gin. I'm not a real big gin guy, but aside from that, I don't discriminate. So I asked you, I said, Hey, you know, w- would love to get some more, um, some more bourbon mixes. Right. And, uh, you said, Hey, l- let's do it on the pod. So, so here we are. Well, we got four that I'm excited to try today. Um, I'm not nearly as knowledgeable as you guys. I love drinking this stuff, but I'm not, you know, I don't geek out too much. So uh, I'm excited and to learn and, uh, and to drink some good hooch. There you go. There you go. I wouldn't say we're knowledgeable. Yeah. Uh, what what we, show does we, he think he's on? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't, hey, that's the, no, that's the seven fifteen, seven fifteen yeah. show. Uh, we did just kind of. We're coming in a little bit hot uh, from a tasting with Hope Springs Distillery. So we were uh, working on their vodka, gin, and absinthe. Um, not really a vodka guy. I do love a good sazerac or a absinthe wash, and uh, you know, yeah, I'm, good. I'm, I'm, I'm a gin and tonic guy all day long. So uh, we'll get. To that question later but today and uh so as ted mentioned uh from fury golf and we uh, this is this is unique for us well, i shouldn't say unique but a lot of times we wind up with um with guests on the show and we're talking about golf or we're talking about booze and then we're trying to you know kind of interwave and put a little bit you know maybe we'll talk about a little booze and it's like well i don't drink that much and then what well, do you play golf and it's like well i play putt putt and it's like okay well, that's not even golf i don't know why you would say that <laughs> nevertheless uh we've actually got something together here and uh, i'm gonna ask a lot of trade secrets that he's not gonna answer on air so so just just be on edge that you're gonna you're i'm gonna talk a lot of shit and he's gonna tell me no answer but i'm gonna get the answer at the end of the show so stick around you may listen you, you may get something I, I don't know i'm not sure when this is coming out but there's a presidential debate tonight as well so the no answer is just going to carry on through the rest oh. of the night so we're pleading the fifth pleading the fifth pleading the fifth we're off and running e- e- either way listen, doesn't, listen. Matter which, doesn't matter which way you sway it's going to be a mess tonight and we know it both ways i, I, I mean why do you think i planned it for today i mean i, I knew doing back-to-back tastings this makes complete sense exactly yeah it's like we're already doing the uh what the the presidential uh 
drinking game. I don't know what you call yeah. that. That's my drinking. A drinking game for me is called life. I like, it's like that. I, I don't need a game. Right. To drink, it's just like get set the bottles up, and I'll work my way through them. And hey, I, I hey, and I'll I'll be piggish about it. Don't worry. Yeah, I, I don't need any extra incentive. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Hey, so we're gonna work our way through quite a few. Uh, we're gonna work our way through four drinks tonight. And uh, as Ted mentioned, uh, so these are blends. We had Marianne Eves. I don't know if you're familiar mm-hmm. with her or not, but she was at where was she? Brown Foreman, and she was at Castle and Key, and now she's kind of spun off doing her own thing. And we uh, and, and she's uh, she's Peyton Manning's quarterback. Peyton Manning's quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and, and a hell of a damn liquor maker. Yeah. She's now working on some vermouths and doing some thing crazy things with grapes that were too smoky to uh, to turn into wine. But nevertheless, I asked her the question and I said, hey, do you ever, you know, in, in my ignorance, the question was, is, you know, Marianne, you know, do you ever see anything on the shelf? And you're like, wow, if I put that with that, it would actually be better than either of them alone. And, you know, she and we're, we're recording like this. Right. So for those of you that are on the pod, I mean, we can see each other. So you can go to YouTube and find us and Ted will tell us where you can find Fury Golf in a minute. Sure. But she looks at me like, you know, kind of like I'm a dipshit, kind of like she should look at me. OK, like, like I get it. She's like going, why would I do that? It was, That's on, just it was on point. The response was and, on point. And, 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 <laughs> and my answer was, oh, well, shit, I didn't think. I mean, like I'm blending like a like an amateur and you're blending like a pro. She's right. like, she's like, I don't, I don't have to, I make the label. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I just go and pick the stuff and make it. So, you know, after that, I felt kind of, uh, not really, I always feel that way. I just felt like myself, but then I'm like, okay, it makes sense. But for amateurs like you and I in the whiskey world that we don't get a chance to go and blend our own, it's kind of fun to do some different things. And some of these, you know, you can probably Google them and find them. I don't know if you can find the names that I've given them, but uh, we'll, we'll start with, um, uh, yeah, this one's an easy one. So it's a poor man's four grain. It's Weller's special. Oh, so okay, let me let me get here first. So uh, so Ted and I were connected uh, virtually, and he's like, "Hey, you know, let's uh, let's let's get together." And maybe I reached out for you. However, we're connected, and he's like, "What what bottle should I get?" Which that's the first time. Usually, people are like, "Hey, man, send me what we're drinking." So uh, you know, hey, cheer- I'll drink to that, Ted. Yeah, I'll drink about cheers. Hey, yeah, nothing, nothing wrong with a man showing up on his own. Yeah. And so I thought about what I was going to send him. And, and here's the thing. And Ted, you're uh, like uh, long, just 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 on Long Island, like Oyster Bay or somewhere. Yeah, we're, we're very close to Oyster Bay. Um, so, you know, we're direct to consumer. We ship everywhere. But uh, I'm headquartered in uh, Old Brookville, which is about you know five miles away from Oyster Bay. Um, but I grew up in Beth Page. So um, you know, we've got, some, got some history there. We've got some things to talk about. Dan, are you are you making notes? I making am. Notes? I am. So, uh, hey, hey, do you know a guy? I mean, need a fake ID, you know? Uh, I, need to, right. I need to hit a golf ball in the Oyster Bay. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, so, we're, so we're drinking poor man's four grain first. We'll see. We'll make it through them. I just don't know if you'll be, a, be able to understand me by the time we get there. At that point, Ted's taking over I'll and I'll share my slack. notes with I'll him. I'll pick up right, a slack. Right. Don't worry. So we've got, so it's Weller Special Reserve. So it's the green label there. It should be their most economical bottle. Uh, and, and I was a little reluctant to send that one to you, but, um, yeah. Uh, awesome. Thanks. Yep. Perfect. Ted's got it up there right now. And uh, I was reluctant to send that because oftentimes Weller just in general is hard to find. And if you can find it, it's extremely overpriced. Oh yeah. Um, I do pick it up at a couple of stores down. I'm in Atlanta, Dan's in Raleigh. I picked that up down here for, I can get it for less than 30 bucks at a few stores. 
what what uh, what that put you back? So I've gotten from a couple of shops over here in New York, and you're not getting it for less than sixty bucks. Sixty's good. Mm-hmm. Sixty, you're lucky, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I need your address. <laughs> I, yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, we'll work but, something out. <laughs> but there, but there's much better. And then and then and this is one of my favorites. And if uh, so, the, the bottle shop down the street, my friend's bottle shop. It's right across the street from me. Uh, Hunter and Cam are fantastic guys there. They do a really really nice job of taking care of their customers and their regulars. And I uh, get a uh, some uh, there. So old Grandab 114 is what's uh, blended with this Weller Special Reserve. And <laughs> thank you, Ted. And I've, I've seen the pot. I got you guys. <laughs> yeah. So th- this is my go-to, right? I mean, old Grandab 114. I myself, there's nothing wrong. And by the way, Ted. So the stuff that I sent you, there is nothing wrong with any bottle. You can drink it neat. You could drink okay. it on the rocks. You could blend it. I didn't send a single bottle that doesn't no. stand on its own. Uh, and and other than the the Weller was probably the most. It was probably the cheapest bottle at uh, SRP, but probably the most expensive bottle aftermarket. Hundred percent. Yeah. And, and you're so, right about what you said because I, I didn't try any of the blends yet because uh, I wanted to save it for today. But I've had every single one of these. Uh, the two that I'd never had before were the um, McKenna and the Russell's Reserve. Okay. And the McKenna's incredible. Mm. Yeah. Well, now with the McKenna, we'll get there. So it's uh, a friend of the show, Mickey Pinstripes, uh, the Bourbon and Rye Club. He calls it single barrel roulette. So the, mm. the McKenna, uh, and it's Henry McKenna 10 year. Um, and it's the, I hope you're, can you still get the old label up there? What's that? The, can you still get the old label for Henry McKenna? Oh, the Henry uh, McKenna. This is what, what, what label did you get? This is my first time having it. So I'm not sure. Right. Oh yeah. No. So that's the old label. So they removed their 10 year statement. Well, let me, they shouldn't say they removed, they stopped making their 10 year statement either late 2019 or early 2020. So what you're finding on the shelf, and I haven't read that they've changed that, but what you're finding on the shelf right now of that particular label, uh, you shouldn't be able to get that. I mean, that's once that runs out because they're selling so much of it. Um, and, and for 10 years, it's gotta be 10 year, right? So they had to remove the label on it. So, but I mean, again, that's damn good juice, man. I mean, that was the most expensive bottle of all of them, uh, like 50 or 60. Oh, you got to get New York prices, my friend. Okay. All right. Talking like 80 bucks. Okay. So, so here, but now that one is hard to find. Hmm. Uh, not even, not even from the point that it costs extra, like it's just hard to find. And that's why, because they're not making that actual label anymore. Yeah. Should have saved it. They took the, ah, come on, man. I mean, it's booze. It's made to drink, dude. I'm annoyed. That's the way I am too. With the wine as well, man. I got really nice bottles of wine. They go up pretty quick. I'm not the the buying whole type. Well, the wine stuff you got to drink. You can't save it forever. The 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 liquor you can save and it'll be fine. But the wine, it's like it's got a shelf life. That's for the the most part. It's called thirty years, Cal. The shelf life. It's been a while, but yeah. I'm not planning on dying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. The, the wine's got some age to it too, buddy. Hey, so, and, and we don't like to talk about Plus. COVID shit, but I, I just want to bring something up that, I mean, it's, um, I, you know, so, so this is Cal, Dan's over there, like with a glass in his mouth. And, and we've got Ted from New York. And I mean, if you're, you're listening and you can hear the different accents and I don't know that Ted and Dan and I would have ever connected, not, not for any other reason than just uh, distance wise. And maybe what we do, you know, we, I don't know if we ever would have, but no. this is allowed like a different individuals that may not have ever connected to get together, man. So, uh, you know, once again, yeah, cheers, cheers. Grain, I'll mm-hmm. say cheers guys for sure. 
All right, Ted, I'll shut up for a minute. What's uh, give it, get, I, I got to get this out of the way and I won't say it. I won't say it again. We can delete it if you want to. All right. So how'd you come up with furry golf? <laughs> <laughs> He's been calling it. Uh, it's know. fury. I know it's fury. I know it's fury. Uh, yeah. Uh, He's a big Brad Pitt fan. That's what it is. Exactly. But <laughs> but the furry the furry thing people have made that mistake. And and furthermore, the, the first name I thought about was Flush. And I thought that was even dumber because you know you got novices or people who've never played before not they don't know what well, Flush is. You no know, Flush across your head says right. So I was talked out of that. Fortunately. <laughs> but, well, yeah. I play golf and I still don't know what Flush is. So there you go. Right, yeah. no, 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 Dan, Dan shows up to the golf course with clubs from like 19. They're not even like cool retro clubs. They're like, um, they're like Jordash jeans. Like they're not even in style anymore. It's they're, like, damn, what are you, what are you doing with those clubs? No, they're tiger in his prime. That's what they are. Okay. Okay. <laughs> they're, just, they're just too new to be hipster. That's you know? right. That's right. <laughs> So yeah, tell us, uh, g- give me the, uh, give me the fury golf story, man. Yeah. So, I mean, the 10,000 foot view is, uh, we're, we're a rock and roll inspired golf apparel brand. Um, it's really what that means is everything that we do from our performance polos, our hats, our t-shirts, um, to the content that we produce on our website. And we should talk about that because we've got some great content. Um, just the way that we communicate with our customers and even, you know, what we're doing right now, it's all kind of done through that rock and roll kind of vibe. So, you know, it's not taking yourself too seriously. It's uh, being aggressive. It's enjoying life. It's having fun. Right. Um, so I think our customers really like us and that, you know, when you, when you get our stuff and here's one of our shirts, right. Skull and crossbones. Um, we've got a lot of that kind of essence going through everything, kind of that, that rock and roll kind of line throughout everything kind of says something about you and the type of golfer that you are. So I think that's why, that's why guys like us. So, you know, been around for uh, just over a year now. Um, we have our own 100% custom bespoke performance polos. We're coming out with our next line in the next couple of uh, months. Um, got hats, t-shirts, you know, streetwear essentially type stuff. We'd love to wear those on the show. <laughs> yeah, we, we got to connect about that. This this came together too quick for, uh, for for me to do that, but I got something heading your way for sure. Um, but yeah, that that's really what it's all about, and and, and it came out because. Um, you know, I was looking around as a golfer and, you know, you see, you see stuff on the shelves when you go into a store, right. And, you know, your, your eye gets attracted to things. So me, I always like skull and crossbones, like myself to be a little bit edgier, but not so in your face, you're going to be embarrassed to wear it at your club. Right. Cause I belong so you, to a So club. you've got the Peter Millar with the little tiny skull and crossbones. Like you probably right. got the, you've got the polo, you got the pullover, you've got the, how many colors do you have? Or, or, or the G4, those type the things, G4, right. Yeah. Th- those type things. But you know, that doesn't sit well with me because they have those things that I'll admit that they look really good, but those things are next to a pair of hot pink shoes or they're next to like, you know, plaid pants. And that that's not really authentic when it comes to rock and roll, just because you put a skull on something doesn't make it badass, doesn't make it kind of the, the vibe that you're going for. So that felt sure. kind of cheap to me, inauthentic. So what we're trying to do with Fury is, you know, everything that we do, it's, it's kind of, it's all rock and roll all the time. It's not supposed to be, again, two in your face, but it's like, hey, you know, this is what we're about 24 seven. We're not trying to put an act on. We're not trying to appeal to a certain audience just because we think we can get a couple more bucks. This is who we are through and through. And, you know, that's the story. Very cool. Very it's cool. awesome, man. It's yeah, awesome. Man. So Dan's uh, Dan's a musician. Oh, let's talk about that. Failed, what do we play? failed musician. <laughs> I'm a guitar. I'm an acoustic guitar player. That's what I play. Yeah. 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 He what, can uh, still what play. Genres. Uh, just like you know, folk, uh, blues kind of stuff. Yep. Yep. 
Oh, you're talking about language. I love that. Do you? Yeah, he's like uh, Buddy Guy and BB King and uh, well, T Bone and, Walker, oh. Muddy Waters. Mm-hmm. Let's do it, baby. Mm-hmm. Get on back now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let me. Ask, so this this is going to be a. But I already have the answer. Dan already knows my answer. Who's the? Um, I don't know if it's even underrated, but I'm going to use that term. Who is the in in our? I, I don't know. I'm I'm not young, uh, and you're not old. So, uh, but anyway, who do you think the most underrated guitarist is of the 21st century? If that's oh, fair, man, that's tough, buddy. Gosh, I mean, it, it, there's hey, no right answer. There's no right answer. Take the next 45 minutes to think about you it. Know, <laughs> that is way tough. We got plenty of booze. Well, let, let me go ahead and give you mine. Let me give uh, you mine. Let's, let's hear yours. Cause uh, that'll help me kind of, it's like, Dan, who's your favorite band? There's so many. No, 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 Dan, Dan get, get, you want to get my answer for me, Dan? He's playing with the dead now. He's touring with the dead. John Mayer. Yes. Oof. He's an underrated man. People know that. No, okay, but I, I know, but people look at him like mothers be good to you. People look at John Mayer as a pop star, and John Mayer is a fucking rock star, man. That dude is a blues musician. If you watch that BB King episode with him, like that man is a blues man. I'll tell you, I completely agree. I say this all the time to my buddies because they don't really listen to John Mayer the way I listen to John Mayer, and you know, hearing him That's my point. Clapton, right? But. I would say that he's not underrated. He's underappreciated for a like blues musician that he is. Okay, right. Fair enough. Because he's a blues man at heart, it, man. You listen to some of the riffs and, and some of the things that he puts together for these love songs, to teenage girls, there's <laughs> the components of it. You know, there's some real bluesy stuff it's in a, there. Stuff of yeah. soul. Listen to it. Listen to and whether you're a dead fan or not, and it's not. I'm, this is not a dead thing. But the but the dead. I mean, there's no denying that those guys were culture. That they they changed some of the culture of music. And with him playing with those guys and the way that dude just sets off on that stuff, man, I mean, it is crazy. It tells you everything you need to know that they let him play Jerry's guitar when he goes out there. Yeah. So that's everything you need to know. I'm yeah. pointing at Ted right now if you're just listening. <laughs> and I'm not a dead fan, but again, I, I just. No, I, no, but, but, you, but you see where I'm going with that. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. He's All right, a, so you guys don't have to answer unless you want to. He's a very under underappreciated guy, to your point, Cal. Absolutely. I mean, all the things he does. I'd I like that um, DVD he did, I don't know, five, ten years ago, where he did the, uh, the acoustic trio, or the, the acoustic, and then he went trio, and then he went full band. That was pretty cool how he did that. I mean, he plays with some great musicians, for sure. Yeah. Um, I would say on my side, I don't, I don't know. It's a, it's a I, tough question. I know this is a golf questions. and whiskey podcast, but we've uh, we've spun off because now we got a rock and roller on. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I mean, what? give me like a Keb Moe or a Kelly Joe Phelps, and I'm I'm, I'm, I'm happy. There Keb Moe's good. Yeah. That's yeah. That's yeah. real good. Yeah, Moe was on Blues Radio the other day. I don't know if you guys are serious, guys. He's but, good, uh, man. He's awesome. real good. I'm yeah. not going to have an answer for you, man. I, I can't. Because, <laughs> you know, he says Kev Moe, and, and, I, and I agree, but it's like, is he underrated? You know, no, I don't it, know. It's, if he's, it's he's, pretty, he's pretty highly rated, but no, he's but people, really people good. People just yeah. don't know him because yeah. he's not like mainstream. And John Mayer stuff that's mainstream is not... That's not his good shit. His right. worst stuff is mainstream. It's like it's like if you if 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 John Mayer comes on the radio and you're like, oh my god, don't turn it. Like you have no idea who John Mayer is. Well, here's the point. Here's the point. Okay, so I'll go controversial and most overrated guitar guitarist in the last ten years. Who do you think it is, Cal? Uh, guitarist. Guitarist. Dari- Darius Rucker. No. I know who you're gonna go with. Who am I gonna go with? Are you going to go with, um, uh, oh, what's his name? Um, 
Gary, uh, Gary Clark Jr. If at 100%, yeah. I was going yeah. Gary Clark Jr. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, was, yeah, was, it's, it's like one riff. It's like, yeah. rant, rant, Number, rant. It's a great, but I love Gary Clark. sound. Listen, it's like ACDC. They've been playing the same thing for the last 30 years. And it right? works. But it's badass. It works. You're right. Uh, but Gary, Gary Clark Jr., I'm in my local guitar shop like, you know, about a year ago. And the guys there, they shred. You know, they're musicians to, to the utmost uh, degree and they're like if i could play barry than, uh, better than gary clark jr we're having problems here guys you know and it's true i mean he's not in, in amazing technically but that sound is amazing he makes a yes. great sound you know yeah. good, yeah, I, good I, songwriter good riffs but man yeah. yeah i don't think it's worth all the hype in terms of like he's the greatest guitar player ever yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that now the other, good good testament to cal's pick though i have seen i think it's like rudy's in downtown like manhattan right and they i think oh, yeah. i think it's them i'm not sure if it's them or not, but somebody I saw on Instagram had a jar or something that said, you know, when people come to play the guitars, it says that instead of saying no stairway anywhere, it's anymore. It says no slow dancing in a burning room. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I've seen that as well. Yeah, Rudy's has got a big pig standing outside, and they have free hot dogs. Oh yeah, no, no, I used to work, used to work on the block from Rudy's. <laughs> the, and, oh, you know, where at? Uh, I used to work on Forty Eighth and Eighth, uh, so okay. right outside of uh, Times Square. Yeah, sure. Um, and uh, yeah, we'd go to Rudy's, you know, uh, close the deal. You go for lunchtime, have a little boozy lunch. It was a good time, man. There you yeah. go. There you go. Uh, all right. So we're working on the poor man's uh, foregrain right now. I'm really working on it. I don't know mm -hmm. how anybody else is doing. But uh, so, Ted, so we had so you, you overpaid for the Weller. Yes. Uh, I'm not really I'm not rubbing it in being a dick. I'm just stating no. the facts. Stating it's the facts. It's impossible. It's impossible. So, you yeah. know, if you like these things, you have to overpay in, in, in the area that I'm in, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, and then the O Grandad 114, is that pretty easy for you to find? That was, it was very difficult locally, but online okay. it's, it's a cinch online, you know, so. And you can get booze just shipped to you, no problem. Just yeah, like so I, I, a lot of my booze, my wine too, I go to um, Astor Wine and Spirits online. So they're a big wine shop and you seem to be kind of familiar with New York at the very least, uh, in Astor Place in, in the city. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. About pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, and then like the would you say because the weller special reserve to me is a little under for, especially for the price what you paid for it it is extremely underwhelming mm -hmm. the old granddad for the price to me is extremely overwhelming but if you're not looking for and it, i don't think it's like really really hot but i mean i drink a bit so it's not like i'm off put by hot stuff but if you if it's gamey some people could be sideways and i think it gives it a good balance yeah, it's, it's a little, I wasn't expecting it to be that hot. Meanwhile, my favorite, you know, bourbon that I drink often is, is Booker's, right? No so shit. Yeah. So the hotter the so, better. So that's hot. <laughs> but, you know, uh, this is blasphemy, I know, but uh, maybe Dan will appreciate this. Mm -hmm. My favorite thing after a long day, come down to the basement, plug in a guitar, pour some Booker's, but I throw a big ass rock in it, man. Mm -hmm. I yeah, like kind of melt down. Yeah. You got you got you got to get some balance there. Otherwise, it's a struggle for too long, and then it smooths out. You know. So, so what are you paying for bookers up there? So it depends. So there, there was a shortage. So right before my daughter was born, yeah, a year and a half ago, there was a, a shortage, and I had just built. The, I built the bar that I'm at right now. I know you don't see the whole thing, but 12 foot bar. I built it over three months before my kid was born. So I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. We need somewhere to hang out while the, while this kid's young. You know. Uh, so there was a shortage. I went and got five bottles. And it was, I think, like 75 bucks per bottle. Oh, shit. That's not bad. I mean, not I'm paying crazy. 
I'm paying that at least or more down here because we don't get a good allocation of uh, bookers down here. I think I pay in like 99. I was at the store today. Wow. That's what and, it is now. That's okay. what I'm saying now. I yeah. got you. Okay. I see between 99 and a buck 10 is when yeah. I was uh, at the store this morning. Yeah, so. got you. Uh, all right. So for those of you listening, uh, we, we're definitely drinking. And uh, we're having a, I'm having a good time. I am too. Yeah, I mean, I've got alcohol, so, you know, there we go. Uh, let's see. Have you, have you progressed past that one? Yep. I have. I'm about to. Uh, I was waiting for you guys. Is, is it like a, uh, a red light, green light? What, what are we doing here? You bought our own pace? <laughs> At your own start. pace is good. Yeah. I, I figure you bought your own booze. You know, you can comment as you want. <laughs> I like that. Uh, I'm going to go Old Bird next for some reason. I think, um, so Old Bird Let's uh, let's comment on that. And there's plenty of na different names for these. So this is Russell Tenier and Rare Breed, and it's a two to one pour. So uh, yeah, depending on how you're looking, but Russell's nice. Tenier Rare Breed, two to one, two Russells, one rare. Was both were both of those pretty easy to find? Uh, yes, those are both in in my local shop here. I actually had a question for you before we uh, before we jump on. Yeah, yeah. So poor man's four grain. I'm assuming this is supposed to be a pappy correct it is not we'll get to oh. the pappy in a second all right so what's the yeah. poor man's four grain supposed to be well it, i mean it's kind of a pappy but it's not the pappy uh, it's just incorporating an additional uh grain in there okay. uh, because you don't get a lot of those so we've got um we've so we we got a great pod coming up thanks for the plug this is not intentional this has just happened organically so we've got spirits of french lick and you really can't get a four grain out. Well, I shouldn't say you can't. It's challenging to get a really good four grain alcohol anymore. Not four grain alcohol, but a four grain spirit. And uh, it's incorporating all four grains. So what do we, uh, barley, malt, rye, wheat. Not rye, wheat. Oh, no, 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 I missed one, I missed corn. Um, so it is kind of the, uh, it, it is a pappy, but it's not, We've, the poor grain pappies or poor man's pappies is going to come later at the end. Got it. So and that's so. So this isn't going after anything particular. Is the old bird trying to replicate anything in particular? No. Uh, for me, no. Well, so so the poor man's four grain. Really, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to help the Weller Special Reserve hmm. because, like, alone to me, like that just if if you're a drink if you're a bourbon drinker, yeah, yeah, need some more bite. The green label is just, it's like nothing. I mean, I, I get nothing there and it's, I don't even want to mix it in a cocktail because it doesn't hold up to a cocktail. Yep. So the OGD 14, I mean, that kind of puts something to it and you get the, so I, there's not a lot of wheat content in the, uh, I'm gonna, let me, let me look at that. Talk about, talk about Fury Golf. <laughs> all right. So if you're, uh, if you're enjoying this and even if you're not, why the hell not? All right. Go to, uh, at Fury golf and that's our, um, Instagram and then furygolf.com is our website. Give us a look. Even if you're not ready to buy anything, check out our, our content. We've got some great playlists that we've curated blues, rock and roll, um, just some, some great stuff all around that can, uh, kind of give you an idea of what we're about, I guess, from a vibe perspective. And then, you know, come check us out. If, if, uh, we have gear that you like, buy it now. If we don't, maybe in the future, give us another shot, man. Oh, that's fun. So what kind of playlist do you have? Like for um, playing so, golf? What you, what you got? Yeah, one, yeah. one of my questions to you guys is going to be, are you cart music guys? Oh, do my gosh. Yes. Martha can attest from uh, Tobacco hey, Road last hey, week. Hey, call, <laughs> call Tobacco Road and ask when we're invited back. <laughs> oh, hey, she'll say tomorrow. Yeah. And, and by the way, uh, if they don't bring that Sal guy, 
Yeah. We got an open spot. That's right. That's right. <laughs> because That's right. I don't think we're going to be able to show up to Tobacco Road and not play with Martha. Yeah. No, it was a good time. Well, let me let me put it this way: If I show up back to Tobacco Road and Martha's not playing with us, and I'm just I'm gonna I'll give I'll pay them I'll give them the money and I'll just go play somewhere else. <laughs> how, how far are you? So Dan, where are you? Where are you? Raleigh. Raleigh. And. He's in, He's uh, in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So we're Dan and I are probably six, six and a half hours away from each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Tobacco Road. It's near Pinehurst. Um, yeah. So Dan's like a couple hours away. I'm like an hour and a half away. Yeah. And I'm like five and a half hours away. Yeah. Oh boy. So that was, it's uh, a that was nice a, track. An overnight or what? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Kind of. Based on the way this podcast is going, I half expected to wake up at four o'clock in the morning, <laughs> drive straight there, bloody marry it up, and like let's do this thing. You know? yeah, that can so, happen. That can happen. So, so oddly, oddly <laughs> enough, we oddly enough we did have a uh, Manhattan tasting at Del Frisco's the night before. Mm, we did in Charlotte. Uh, yeah. However, however, the, Frisco's man, the club pro, the club pro, she. Um, we uh, we took a shot off the first tee, and uh, I mean it was uh, it was love after first sight. It was. It was. <laughs> That's great. That's great. It makes the day a lot easier, right? Mm-hmm. It makes the day. We were so nervous going into this thing, man, because uh, I, I mean I'm not a great golfer, and uh, I mean I, I love to play, and I play a lot. Uh, who our, our buddy Tay out in California? He said, uh, as long as he's been playing, doesn't reflect to his handicap. <laughs> Right, I think he's been playing longer. His handicap is hot. No, I don't know. Anyway, however you want to frame that up. Um, but it, yeah, basically, he was saying he should be better. I should be okay. too. Uh, and we were we were all kind of nervous, you know, playing with the pro. Uh, we knew we had a tasting. We knew we drove up that morning, and it was like uh, you know, an hour and a half drive from Charlotte because uh, we had a, a tasting down there. And then uh, you know, we kind of come in, and we're like, oh, we don't know where we're getting into, but. Yep. I'll tell you what, I, I, I don't, I can't recall. I, I've had a lot of good times on golf courses, but as far as like a first date on a, and it's not a date, I don't mean it like that, but I'm like a first experience on a golf course with somebody you don't know. Yep. I, I can't recall a better time at a new course, meeting a new person and having a better time. I mean, I was just uh, like, I was ecstatic all day, man. I was like, I was like a kid at, uh, at the holiday times, depending that on your awesome. holiday. I'll yeah. say Christmas because I'm a Christmas guy, but whatever your holiday is, I was uh, I was a kid at whatever your special time is of the year. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Christmas guy too. <laughs> yeah, um, so, I, yeah. I, will, I will say that that feeling is like the same feeling that I get if I'm doing vacation golf, right? And you get paired with a random fourth or, or a random you know second to, to you know round out your group. Uh, and it's like, this guy's cool as hell. I'm having a great day. You know, we're, we're, we're talking about things. We're stuck in the same car together. I could very, you know, I could just as easily be with someone I, I can't stand, um, but it just makes the whole day so much better. Cause number one, you're away, you're enjoying yourself. You're, you're in a good state of mind to begin with. And then you get paired with someone that you can actually talk with and enjoy. Yeah. It's one of those beautiful things about golf. And do you like, do you like where I mixed? This is that's a, nice. uh, Oh, that's a, it's a pinch bottle. <laughs> this is uh, from my Don Julio that I capped off this oh, week. Don Julio. I thought it was <laughs> yeah, a little guy and uh, I ran out of Mason glasses. So that's what we mixed this in. Well, nice. I mean, I'm actually using, Hey Dan, make sure you uh, mark this time. No free advertisements. So I'm using a prosper flask and uh, I put my painter's tape on there and marked it with mm-hmm. the old bird on there. So uh, prosper, no free ads. You won't get that again. Um, but yeah, so, so the old, well, uh, back to the four grain. So it's adding, so it's the corn, it's wheat, it's barley, 
And we're picking something else up from the old grand uh, and the rye. So you, it's not typical that you would get wheat mixed in with the other three. Right, right, right. So that's the four grain side. Um, but so, uh, is it replicating? Yeah, I, I haven't looked at that to that extent, but uh, that's probably our second episode if this goes well. <laughs> this is hot. This is a little hot. So, so it, it is a little hot. It, it is a little hot. So the Russell's is... Uh... And Dan, I'm sorry if I'm popping. I, I got to regulate my voice a little bit better, I guess. No, you've been, you've been fine. Yeah. You've been fine. You've been it's, close, it's but probably, you've, been it's, you've been good. It's probably on me yelling. <laughs> uh, so the, uh, the rare breed is 112. And uh, what's the... And the McKenna's, uh, I think it's bottle and bond, so it's 100. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, sorry. This That's is Russell's Russell. or 10, yeah. Uh, well, so it's at 90. So you got 90 and uh, and 112 coming in. So it's a little it's a little warm. I don't know. I mean, it's not off-putting to me. I mean, I get a lot of caramel out of this thing. I think compared to the first one is what I'm saying more than anything. Sure. Well, yeah, I mean, sure. because we were le- with yeah, yeah, right. Well, that's why we started with that one because like if you drink if you drink the four grain after this, like you're tasting nothing. Right, like, right, you, right. You, you have no. It's like what it, it's like you're drinking water and then you get real drunk. So. <laughs> it's good though, man. Mm. No, but I mean, I've got a ton of caramel on this thing. Um, vanilla. Um, I get a little butterscotch on this one, kind of coming down. Uh, I don't. Do you think it's boozy on the nose? I mean, I get it. How, how long did you keep yours uh, uh, mixed for? Uh, let me think uh, on this one. I poured it out of the flask. I mixed this one today because I ran out of rare breed. Okay. Because mine so, has subsided considerably since mm, I mixed it yesterday mm. at like eight. Oh, so you know what you should uh, don't drink it all. Let it set aside and then we'll go back and revisit them in a minute. Yeah. Because I mean, this is the thing it's going to be like, these flavors are going to really open up. Yeah. So this one to me, I mean, I'm like, it's going to be very uh, like I get like tons of, I I want to find an apple in there, but I can't. But it's just like uh, <laughs> caramel, 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 caramel. Like I mean, I get like this chewy toffee stuff on this thing, like really heavy. So I drink a lot of wine, right? And when they say that it's it's got a lot of caramel, sometimes that means imperfections. Is that similar in the bourbon world, or mm, no? No, I wouldn't think so. I think we that's like what caramel we're, bourbon. That, that's what we're yeah we're looking for. I mean, I would I'd like to get the butterscotch. Too much is what I'm saying. Not, you know, I understand you want some. Mm-hmm. Mm, well, I think it's your flavor, your, your flavor profile, right? I mean, if you're drinking a, um, like if you're going for, well, so here's a good example. So let's say you're a Pinot drinker. Yeah. And let's mm. say I drink, I break open something from the, uh, from the Santa Lucia Highlands. And so I pop a Pinot, I decant it and, uh, and I pour you a glass and, and you know, you, you got it up and, and you're like, okay, I'm ready for this Pinot. And you're like, oh my God, that smells like a Cabernet. <laughs> it's like, well, right. That's what a Pinot actually, I mean, that's, that, that's what a Pinot, a real Pinot, not, not the, Hey, I'm the hey, real stuff. Yeah. Hey, hun, can you go? I shouldn't say it like that, but Hey, can you go to the store and get me a Pinot? Like, it's like, no, like a real Pinot. I mean, it should be, it should drink really hearty and healthy. Um, and not like the Pinot that you get served on the, on the dinner menu. So I no, I would say That's that, uh, are they hiding imperfections? Maybe. 
Uh, I think they're always trying to hide imperfections if it's not a single barrel, which we're not drinking a single barrel on this one. So, uh, what's your go-to on the wine side, Ted? Uh, I'm a California cab guy, mm. uh, and I'm, I'm trying to explore more old world stuff. But my wife and I have been to, to Napa four times over the last three years. So nice. you know, we were falling more and more in love with it. Right. And I was actually going to ask you, Cal, you mentioned Pinot. Have you ever had um, Toomey? Oh, of course. Yeah, I think. I, but no, but that's a real like that's a real you, Pinot. If you served to me to someone that says, oh, my God, I love Pinot. They yeah, would be they like, would oh, my, oh, my God, this is not. No, no, no. This is not what I ordered. They would have sent it back. Yeah. So, Dan, I'm not sure if you're familiar with to but the uh, same family, Silver Oak, you know, excellent Cabernets out of uh, Napa Valley. And they just make a, a big Pinot Noir. And it's just incredible. It's, it's outstanding. Mm. So I'm a member there. And that's like, my, I'm a member at a, at a few places out there. And that's one of my favorite shipments because that's my guilt-free drinking. When it comes in, I'm drinking it. I'm not saving it for a year. I'm not saving it for two years. I'm not saving it for, for three weeks. I'm drinking those as soon as they come in. It's guilt-free drinking for me. So nice. for the, for the, for the team of uh, birdies and bourbon, uh, Dan's the sommelier for uh, birdies and bourbon. He's actually <laughs> oh a big, big, he's a big wine guy. Mm. We, we've got hoops winery coming on and uh, maybe next week, I think, I don't know if you've had hoops or not, but I did sample. Oh. I bought one of those Coravin things. Yeah, yeah. You know, like these suck the things. So I'm surprised that, by that. Well, that, well, hold on. So we asked for some samples and they sent us, uh, and I'm like, hey, my co-host and I, and I, they, maybe they didn't interpret that we were in different places. But again, they sent like a shitload of really expensive wine. So we're having to figure out how we're going to be able to taste both. Yeah. Cause it ain't like I can pop the bottle. It's not like a, like this, it's like, Hey, I'll open this up and I'll okay. pour it and I'll sit, ship, ship you some too. Cause then you the wine's dead. Typically for, for the pod. Yeah. Cause I was going to say, you don't strike me as the kind of guy, either of you who are going to, you know, just take a glass out of some, some really good juice. You're no. going to drink the bottle, man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. We're yeah. saving it. No, we're reviewing with hoops on the pod. Yeah. yeah. And I, I've never had it because you, I can't find it here in Georgia. I don't know where they're at. We're going to find out next week when we record. Yeah. But uh, I'm telling you, and Merlot's got a bad name for a long time, right? It's like, oh, 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 would you like the, oh, would you like the, oh, would you like the Merlot? And they're like, oh, I don't want to. I'm telling you what. So I popped the Merlot. I didn't pop it, but I, I took, uh, I took a big glass. I had a steak the other night, and I took a glass of the Merlot. And Jesus fucking Christ, man. Sorry about my language. Like I'm telling you what, I mean, this thing was like, yeah, it's like, boom. And I was like, I want to, I want to get more, but I can't save it. So, but anyway, the pack is left today to go to Dan and, and, and it'll save, right. Cause it's not pants this next week, but I mean, it's like, I don't know people that are like, Oh, Oh, I don't Merlot's not cool. You know, it's like, uh, what happened year a few years ago, what, um, Rose came back into flavor, yeah. you know? And it's like for years it was like, Oh, Oh, Rose. Oh my God. I would never. And now instead of a mimosa, it's like, I have a Rose. Yep. And I, I, I feel like Merlot is going to make that comeback, man. Like, in a, I love in a, Merlot. I love Merlot. I mean, I, I wouldn't order it over, um, over a Cabernet in many cases. I'm not sure if you're familiar, Dan, or even you, Cal. It seems like you, Dan might be the sommelier, but you, you might know wine as well. It sounds like uh, I went to Pride Mountain my last time um, in Napa. Excellent Merlot. Really 
great, delicious Merlot that I would maybe even compare to a cab. Um, that's just excellent stuff. So Merlot is good if you find the, the right stuff. Any, anytime you're buying something from the supermarket, it's like a $5 bottle or, or you know, you're getting a Magnum for 10 bucks. It's not going to be good. But if you mm-hmm. drink good Merlot, it's excellent juice, man. Yeah. No, I, I could have I could have decanted this bottle and put it up beside any Merlot, any Cabernet that you get at the grocery store. And I, I mean, I'll put a hundred dollars to a donut that everybody would have picked the Merlot. That's the cab instead of the cab. And I'm talking about like prisoner to, and, and, yep. and it, it's all good stuff. I'm not, I'm not discounting anything that I'm mentioning, but I'm like, people are really overlooking. And I, it's like, so think about it like this. So we're drinking bourbon and I mean, that's the thing is like, are there values to be had on the Merlot side that people are overlooking? Mm-hmm that we may need to start looking at how do we kind of scoop up some of those people. The wine people are probably going like, no, they're not listening to our show, except for you, whoever you send this to. But are they going like, damn it, stop talking about Merlot because you're running the prices up. Exactly. I I feel like, you know, I I was too young in the 80s, but I feel like Merlot was big in the 80s, though. Yes. No, it had a movement. It had a movement. I'm sure that, again, as you mentioned, all these things are cyclical. They're going to come back around. Um, just like Rosé did, Mer- Merlot will as well. Um, you know, you talk about Sideways. I love the movie. It's such a, it's such it's a, a great movie. It was so detrimental to, you know, you, you go out to Napa and, you know, they talk about after that movie came out, just the, the, the demand for Merlot just crashed, crashed. Mm-hmm. And in many cases, like you have these, these vineyards that have fields and fields of Merlot and they couldn't sell the damn stuff. You know, it's, it's tragic, but it's also it's pretty called funny. two buck Chuck. nice nice uh so what do you think so uh so so far we've had the poor man we've had the four grain yeah four grain and we've had the uh dirty bird the old bird excuse me old bird um i'm enjoying this very much uh just the whole process both of these i enjoy i think i like the four grain more though I do too. I do too. Yeah. yeah. This is a, this is a little harsh. I don't think they mixed as well. Um, the other two, I mean, I'm actually really looking forward to the prudent Pappy because in general, I don't really like larceny. Um, I've had my bottle here for over a year. I, why I would, why would you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I, mean, I mean, it's like, uh, Hey, Hey man, I'm it, like, I'm at your house. I'm like, Hey, Hey Ted, can I get a, uh, can I get a bourbon and Coke? And it's like, yep, you sure can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. I, I'll make, I'll make it for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's going in it. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. I mean, cause it's like, what are you going to do with it? Uh, well you pick man, we can go old Hank next or we can go to uh, the prudent Pappy. Listen, man, let's, uh, let's do the original game plan. They said, all right, we're going old Hank. So if you thought that one, but you said you like it kind of hot. I do. Listen, um, if it tastes good, I don't care if it's hot or not. You know, if it fits the flavor profile that I'm a fan of. But. Well, notice I had a small, small. I mean, I had the bottles, but I got a small batch of the old bourbon. I didn't. It's not a, you know. So how, Ted, how long you been into the bourbon stuff? Oh, um, again, it's, you know, I'm not into it like you guys are. I, I obviously built this bar. I drink a lot of bourbon. It's, it's everywhere here. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I don't geek out. I, I'm not super knowledgeable about it. But if I see a bottle, if I see recommendations, like, you know, I was listening to your show, I try to follow it. You guys, like, I got that, um, I think you had the Penelope on, or you took a photo of the uh, Penelope? They're, they're coming on, yeah. Okay, so I, I, so I was in the liquor store today because there's a liquor store. This is 
a good and bad thing. There's a liquor store across from my office. <laughs> and, uh, I went in this morning cause I was in the mood. Like we're doing this tonight. I'm excited. Uh, so I bought the four grain Penelope. So I'm excited to have that. Um, but again, I'm not, I'm not super knowledgeable. I love drinking this stuff, you know, so you, but, you did buy the Penelope. Yeah. Here we got the, uh, this old, uh, Hey, uh, Hey Mike, uh, I don't know what uh, hour we're on or minute we're on right now, but Mike, uh, we're already promoting the brand, so <laughs> oh, no, you should bring it in. She, you should bring it in. Oh yeah. So no, Mike was wondering if he was going to get any uh, followers from us promoting him. So uh, well, there's one. There's one that's going to tell many. Yeah, I certainly am because uh, Fury Golf. It's my golf brand, and we're gonna we're gonna promote the hell out of this. There you go. Nice. No, but I look forward to it for sure, for sure. But yeah, no, no, no. All jokes aside, it's because I saw your post, and I was in the liquor store. You know, I didn't. I didn't pay too much mind to your post. Like I saw it, I liked it, whatever. But then I was in liquor store. I put two and two together. I'm like, oh yeah, these guys posted it. They're more knowledgeable than I am. So I picked it up, man. No, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, they're coming on. And uh, we're, I mean, like, I'm excited to have that, uh, have those guys on. And they, uh, they're they out of Castle and Key, which uh, I mentioned Marianne Eves earlier. And, you know, she uh, she's moved on to do something different now. But, uh, but I mean, it's, it's a very, you mentioned it, it's like cyclical, right? I mean, the, the golf spirits, wine, you know, people are like, Oh, wait a minute. Uh, but it's birdies and bourbon. I don't know anything about golf and I've got wine. And it's like, okay, think about like having a good time and yeah. drinking. That's the vibe of the show, man. That, that, that's all that really matters. You know, it doesn't always have to be bourbon, but the essence of what you guys are trying to do, it's spot on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So this, this one's hot, man. I yeah. mean, it, on the nose. Yeah. It's hot to me. I mean, not hot in a bad way. Oh boy. But I like the finish. I like the finish, but I'm not getting as much up front as I got from the old bird. Mm. Uh, okay. So here's what you get. You got McKenna tenure and you got larceny. So you've got the, uh, so this is kind of a play also on the four grain where you've got OGD 114 hmm. and you've got Weller Special Reserve, which I don't have the bottle in front of me. It's behind not to get it, but, uh, but it's like, uh, I don't know, like 980, 92, 90 proof, 89, 90. The, um, but this one is um, like, I mean, I don't know. To me, this I, is I mean, a I can, Bryson DeChambeau drive at uh, winged foot and it is, actually. Um, you're going to have to repair that and get a good wedge into the green. All right, real quick. So I saw Bryson <laughs> who's on golf.com golf.com today. Okay. And I don't like giving him a hard time. I think people give him a hard time and it's unnecessary. Right. But what he said today was, uh, uh, oh, excuse me, Ted, Ted, can you hold that thought? disclaimer? Uh, Bryson, if it's bad, we won't have him back on and we still want you on the show. <laughs> Ted, Ted, you're up. You're still no, I actually, I like Bryson. I'm, I'm a Bryson defender. I think he gets a lot of, uh, just a lot of, to use a current term, shade for no reason, right? The, the guy's trying to be the best that he could be. I appreciate that. But today he says, and I posted it to my buddies. He says, I want people to know that there's more than, than the old stigma of hitting the golf ball and making putts. Like that's what he's trying to achieve. He's trying to raise it past that stigma of hitting the golf ball and making putts. That's wait, just, wait, what is oh. it? What is <laughs> Keep going. Keep going, Ted. Keep going, that that it? That's I'm, it. That, that, I'm going to leave it there. That's just a bad quote. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, no, no, what is he trying to The entire idea of the game is, is a stigma, <laughs> you know? Oh God, that reminds me of uh, the experience I had with this lady from Tobacco Road named Martha. <laughs> <laughs> How so? 
Well, I'm like, uh, I'm like, well, yeah, damn. If I hit fairways and green, uh, yeah, if I hit fairways and greens and make putts, I mean, I'm going to have a good score. And she's like, uh, yeah, you, you got a six on that one. I'm like, <laughs> like, I didn't even tell you what my score was. And she's like, oh, oh, no, no, I counted. And I'm like, well, stop counting my score. And she said, I can't help it. Yeah, I mean, I'm like Jesus Christ, lady. They're trained that way, right? The pros. I know, no, no. It was all good, man. I mean, yeah, I wanted great, to, yeah. I wanted to tell you though. You know, you, you shouldn't be as nervous to play with the pro. I'm not sure if you belong to a club or not, but you know, I've, I've played at a couple. I belong to one now, and it's like the pros. They get stuck playing with all the members. So you got guys who are you know hitting 110. You know, they're, they're shooting big numbers out there, and they're forced to play with them. So you, you should never feel bad if you're just if you can get around a course. You should never feel bad or, or intimidated. Yeah. No. Well. Well, the, the thing was, is, uh, you know, we were doing it for, for the show and, uh, you know, we didn't want to be, um, I, I didn't want to be uh, rude to her that we we're going to be recording and talking right. and doing things. Oh no. I said all that stuff <laughs> and Hey, Hey, believe me, she was insistent. She's playing no. with us. We had a great time. Ted, back to you. <laughs> Did you see the Bryson thing coming? You've, if you played Wingfoot. Uh, I've not played Wingfoot. Um, did I see him winning coming? Did you see him winning Wingfoot coming? Yeah. Uh, I didn't see him winning Wingfoot. I, I certainly thought. I mean, listen, DJ was on such a run. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, the the week was it the week earlier or two weeks earlier? That mm -hmm. that last ten minutes. I know. Of Ram, I know. Oh my God, that was just I incredible know. golf. So glued mm -hmm. to my TV. Yeah. Um, but you know, day one. So they, they worked so hard to, to grow that rough. And, you know, they're showing the Arnold Palmer, uh, Palmer, Palmer can <laughs> in the rough. And, dude, it doesn't matter if you're getting out of there with the pitching wedge. These guys are strong enough. They're, they're good enough golfers. Like, mm -hmm. that becomes an issue if you're trying to get out of that rough with, what, a seven? Yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. a six. Right. Yeah. But that's not the game that these guys are playing anymore. So I think that's more of the issue. So either either you make it knee high, the rough, right? Or you got to tighten those fairways up considerably if you want to, you know, quote unquote, try to deter the Bryson effect. It, well, that's I didn't what, see winning to answer your that's question. That's what I heard somebody say, and everybody was concentrating on how deep the rough was and how nasty the rough was at Wingfoot. And I forgot who it was, and Cal, maybe you remember. But somebody said after the tournament, they're like, yeah, you know what? Everybody was talking about the rough and that you got to hit these fairways, but the fairways are so dang narrow. It didn't matter if you were one of those great drivers of the golf ball. You're still going to get in the rough. You know? I so. think it was Bryson. Yeah, I think it was Bryson. And yet they're hitting it so far, yeah. it also doesn't matter if yeah. you're not hitting fairways, yeah. you know? And I think that's what everyone's complaint was like um they were talking about wolf i'm forgetting what the number was but he he hit basically no fairways and they're saying that's yeah. not what a u.s um what a u.s open yeah. is yeah. and it's like you know if these guys are hitting at 400 yards and they're getting out of this ma massive rough with the pitching wedge it doesn't matter either way man right. it doesn't matter right. <laughs> but, yeah. but i mean honestly you know, and, and people are arguing i know we're probably way we sidetracked here uh hold on, let's have a drink let's have a drink we're not sidetracked if we're having fun. That's that's why I uh, I call. I'm good to keep chatting if you aren't. So oh, wait a minute. So I'm going to get back. Remind me. Wait, let me get, let me not get. Uh, we'll talk about the booze in a minute. But here's the thing: is the golf course is built the way the golf course is built? Send these fuckers over to uh, send them to Europe. <laughs> send them to Ireland. Send them to Scotland. Right. Send them to wherever. And th and then let them go hit out of that you know oh, knee yeah. high knee oh, high yeah. uh, you know uh, uh, you know uh, what whatever wheatgrass or whatever the hell they're growing over there. Let them go hit out of that. Let them go find their ball. You know what? They can't find their ball, and they're going to be going back. And and I forget who it was at the U.S. Open. Uh, oh, it was um, uh, shit. I know is Harris English. 
he was, he was up at the top running and he hits his ball off the, I think it was Sunday first, first tee. First yeah. He has to go back and re tee because they can't find his ball. It's crazy. And they're like, Oh, it's cause we don't have fans. And it's like, well, guess what? You're a pro. Why are you hitting your ball over here in the ship for yeah, yeah. anyway? Number two, uh, go, go. I haven't played overseas yet. But I'm looking to go play. We were actually going to be there this year, but uh, you mm-hmm. know this thing kind of jacked it up. Yep, anyway, uh, I mean, let them go over there and tell them you want to. Hey, we're going to change. We're going to we're going to change the cost, oh boy. <laughs> it's like you're not you're not changing shit over there, right? So let it let the the way that think about who's designed the courses. Pete Dye, Donald Ross, Stance. I guess I don't, I'm not going to mention him yet because he's, but anyway, you've got all these guys that have built all these awesome courses and it's like, guess what? If you can actually master the course and you can figure out how to hit it farther than anybody else and win, it's like a fucking pinball game. Yeah. And you, I mean, I suck at pinball, but some guy walks up and he can like this bing, 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 and he scores the most points. It's like, it's a pinball game, man. You don't redesign the pinball. I mean, listen, uh, you look at what happened when Tiger first came in the scene and he, he wasn't the first athlete because, I mean, Norman was an athlete, right? He worked out, he took care of himself, but Tiger took it to the next level and he was beating these guys that, you know, were smoking on the course, maybe having cocktails, you know, Rocco, was it Rocco Media who, who used to drink on the course? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he, he brought just such athleticism to the game that didn't exist prior. And this guy was beating people and forget about what Bryson did. This guy was beating people every single week. And they're, they're talking about changing the game because of Bryson. They didn't change the game because of uh, Tiger, you know? So no, they did not. This has happened before. This is just, I guess, you know, the next iteration of people taking the game to another level. Eventually, do they reel it back in? I think they're going to have to. Um, I think more for technology than, than anything else, just because... You know, uh, it doesn't matter for, for guys like us, I'm assuming guys, right? Uh, but the length. How many strokes do I get? The length. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. The length of these courses, you know, you can't extend them much, much further than most of them are already extending themselves, right? So um, being able to hit the ball, and, and Bryson's going up to what, a 40, 46, he was saying, 48? Mm. Uh, um, his driver? It's insane. He's going to start hitting it 450 every single time. Right. <laughs> and boy, hey, why wouldn't you? Yeah, I agree. You've already made it. Uh, so what are you thinking about the, uh, we're on the old Hank. I think uh, it's opened up quite a bit since uh, we started talking. Must have been... I, get, I get some chew on the back end. I heard, I heard yeah. you too. I get some chew, yeah. like, uh, like I'm getting some caramel kind of yeah. chewy stuff on the back end of that thing, man. That thing is opening up real good. First sip to this sip. Uh, I enjoy it much more for sure. Yeah. Well, so that's why when we were messaging or uh, chatting last night, however we were doing it, it's like, yeah, I mean, these things, like I would just put these bottles away and let them sit for a week or two. I mean, yeah. let them sit for as long as they ain't going to go bad, but let them sit for a week or a few days or the next time we come on the show, I'll put mine away. Oh, and then yeah. let's get into these because that, like, just as that opened up in like, uh, you know, three or four minutes, I mean, this thing is like good and chewy, man. Yeah, I, I put enough in these and maybe Dan, you can help me out here. So I put enough in these to have uh, more than one tasting, right? Mm-hmm. But Dan, what I try to do is I try to put them in the biggest containers I had, aside obviously from my mini Don Julio, right? Mm-hmm. I try to put them in the biggest container I had. Does oxidation affect anything in here like it does wine? No, I'm an no, idiot. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I'm an idiot. No, right, I mean, so. it will. Yeah, it will, but not after like the first or second. I mean, not, not the first tasting, but give it a couple, give it like, you know, like Cal said, give it like a day and it's no, fine. 
fine. Yeah, it's fine. No, no, yeah. Let me, yeah. I mean, once you pop it, you're you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it makes no difference. That's you don't I, need to. Don't get no. Don't get a Coravin. Don't get a air sucker no, out of it. That I that I figured. But I was saying since we're mixing them, like because even on the nose, man, yeah. the nose last night when I put this in, yeah. To now yeah. this is 100 percent different. Yep. So I think there's something going on, but it's not long lasting. Tomorrow it should be the same. Yeah. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. I, I mean, after the first, ch- I mean, you'll get a little bit. I mean, if you pick it up five years from now, it's going to be kind of a little, but it'll still be alcohol and you can still yeah. drink. But if you drink it a month from now, you're going to get kind of the same thing you get yeah. from kind of right now from this point forward, I would imagine. Yeah. That, that, that I figured, well, that I knew. My, my father had like a, a bottle of uh, uh, Canada, what's what's the, the whiskey? Canada. Canadian Club. Canadian Club. My father had a bottle of Canadian Club from 1970. Wow. I, some, some stupid number like that. 1970, maybe 1972. Have and he's like. He was like, can, can we sell this? I was like, no, it's the same liquor that went in there. You know, uh, it's not like wine where it ages. Um, but no, I haven't cracked it yet. I'm going to save it for, for a very special occasion. That's good. Oh, no, I, I hear you got a new, uh, new one on the way. I do. I do. Yeah. yeah. So, so we were talking about scheduling this. And it's I, know. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. So I got yeah. I got Congratulations stop. again. Thank you. And, and, and your name is actually one of our contenders. So it's actually very serendipitous that we set this up. My wife's like, you know, th- this means something. You're having a, uh, a meeting with Calvin this well, evening. I, I really appreciate that, you know, Ted. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so speaking, speaking of different whiskeys, can I ask you a question? Sure. No, actually you can't. So I got these two. This one, I think it was 50 bucks when I got it. This retails for quite a bit more now. Wow. So this is rhetoric uh, 21 well, year? Uh, 21, yes, 21. Rhetoric 21, all right. This, this I have not opened. This is the 25. Uh, so I, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I got to look at my, I, like, I'm confused at what I have on my shelf right now yeah. and what I haven't. I can't recall if I've drank rhetoric or not. I don't. Uh, it looks like the Woodenville bottle. Wait, I have. I don't think I've had either of those. Uh, not for any reason. I just haven't had them. Uh, like I've got the shits rolling. Yeah, yeah. I shouldn't say shits rolling in, but um, it's like I've got plenty of booze to drink. And uh, I don't know. What do you think? What do I think? Yeah. Well, I like the 21. I'm curious if the 25 is that much better that I should crack it out with friends or just keep it for myself and, you know, wait here's, for a special here, occasion. Here's what I think on age statements. I think, uh, so we talked about the Henry McKenna, right? Yes. The, uh, so the, the, like the tan and green label and Henry McKenna tenure, blah, blah, blah. And, and I think that that, and it's a single barrel and I think it's a fantastic pour. Uh, it could be, some could be better, some could be worse, but I think they always do a good job. I think age statements in whiskey, they're, uh, they're cool and everybody likes them. I think that if you want to save it, I'd save it. I wouldn't crack it open just because it's 25 year. I got you. Uh, if if it were a good scotch, if it, well, excuse me, I shouldn't say a good scotch. If it were a scotch, I'd say save it. Hmm. Because with scotch, you're going to wind up with a lot of scotch. It, it helped, you know, I mean, a scotch, a good smoky peaty scotch. It doesn't matter. Like let that shit sit in the barrel and let it mature and let it fester. 
bourbon, I think bourbon has a timeline. And I don't know, again, I mean, I've got a 23 and a 25 on the shelf back here of something that I hit every now and then when somebody comes over and it's like really, you know, I mean, they were, I bought them at aftermarket prices and they were very expensive. And, uh, you know, and and I'll let them sit there and go go to nothing. They won't, they'll still be their same thing. I wouldn't crack it just because it's 25. If it was a gift, yeah. Shit, I don't know. Give it a boy or girl. Boy. Put it in the closet and give it to your kid. I like that. I like that. Nice. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I'm just saying, like, I, I don't know that, that as far as bourbon goes, I mean, once you get past probably 12 years or so, I, I've got a, I bought a 15 year rare perfection, but it actually it's, it's, it's Canadian whiskey uh, and, and it's damn good. Now you're going to buy another one. It was like 200 bucks, but it's, it wasn't you know quite, what? but I, I've had the 23 year old Pappy. Right. And it's like, yes, it's good. But with all the hype and all this, it's like, was it, was it $2,100 good? Yeah. There, there's there, that's so those are the two that I was referencing that I have. And I've got, I've got a, like four or five bottles of 12. I got a few bottles of 10, but they're not worth. If you can't get on, if you're paying like those multiple, you know, those four digits, there's no reason, absolutely no reason to do that. There, there's so much better juice. Um, that's i shouldn't say better for the money there's no reason that you would do that yeah yeah i, I wouldn't but, but it's a it's a cool thing so i had a friend who um we were co-workers and he was moving to australia so australia incredibly difficult to bring liquor in very expensive uh and even getting liquor out the tariffs are just absurd so he had bottles ranging from 1972 to current day of scotch and bourbon and that's where I had the, the 23 old Pappy, but I also had, you know, McCullough's, you know, single cask type stuff, like really old. And although not all of this stuff is incredible, right? Although not all of it is, is amazing. Just the fact that you're having something that was, you know, bottled in 72 is, is a cool sentiment to have, you know? So there, there's that factor to things as well. All right, Ted, back to you. So you said you grew up near Oyster Bay, but you grew up in Beth Page country. So I grew, I'm actually from Beth Page. You're from Beth Page. I right. live now in a town called uh, Old Brookville, but I, I'm from Beth Page. So I grew up, went to Beth Page High School, Beth Page Middle School. Um, and we got a golf course. Have you heard about this place? We were there. We were there was like <laughs> two years ago, whatever. We went there for like Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, two years ago for, uh, for the PGA, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We were there on Saturday. Yep. Um, so I was at... Uh, the first, no, I'm sorry, the second U.S. Open at Bethpage. Um, I was at the PGA two years ago, and then I was at Shinnecock. So you guys have been to both. This is actually perfect, so I wanted to ask you this. Yep. Which do you think was the better course to attend an event at? Shinnecock. 100%, right? Because it's yeah. so flat. Yeah. Because Bethpage you can get around. Get around, man. Yeah. Bethpage is like, that shit is rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the events were the events are both great in my opinion as far as golf goes. Yeah. Um, obviously, there was there was a lot of controversy at, at the Shinnecock event sure. as far as how they set up. And and by the way, our boy is out of a job uh, at the USGA who who was responsible for that. Mm. I'm forgetting what his name is. Uh, I know, I know, but he turned his job down, man. And what you said is absolutely right. The red 
is my favorite course out there. Um, Cause number one, you know, n- not to sound like a coward, but the black is a long day. If a you're walking it, which you have to walk it. So if you don't get a caddy and you're carrying your own bag, man, it is a lot of elevation. And, and listen, this is from a guy. I mean, I work out, I'm, I'm in decent shape. It's a long day. And then on top of that, out. on top of that, if you are not hitting your driver, 250 oh boy straight really? down the middle it is a long day my friend mm-hmm. and they will not and they will not let you play they will put you at the tees they want you to play at oh yeah oh yeah that's it man that's it yeah. so, so, have, you, have you played shinnecock as well uh i missed out on my opportunity to play shinnecock mm. for a charity event mm. uh my family my, my brother-in-law my father-in-law went uh i had to work that day which mm. is a big regret of mine yeah um but uh, Shinnecock's incredible. Yeah, it was. That's yeah, good times. Very difficult to get on. You have to be, uh, you had to come over here on the Mayflower to be a member, <laughs> to be a member of Shinnecock. Uh, and you have to know someone to, to actually play Shinnecock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I played. Um, so you played uh, Beth Page Black many times? Many times, yeah. And, best and, score. And, and the best time to play Beth Page Black, my friends, is early April when there's nothing on the goddamn trees yeah, and yeah. the rough hasn't grown in yet. Yeah. If you want to put a number up in, in uh, at Beth Page Black, it better be early April. Okay. Yeah, diamond hey, in the rough. No, diamond. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Dan. Diamond ahead. in the rough, Ted. Yeah. You're from Long Island. Long Island, New York, baby. But it could be Manhattan. It could be Long Island. Give us a spot under the radar that you'd love to go to. Restaurant, anything like that. That's a diamond in the rough for you, to you. Golf course. Golf, golf course, anything. Yeah. So the restaurant thing, Dan, is an incredibly <laughs> tough, tough answer because, um, you know, uh, I shit you not, we're, we're getting like emails because we're part of the email strings from my favorite restaurants and they're closing. Uh, which is really yeah. really sad yeah, yeah that's 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 something but um diamond in the rough uh i'll give you a restaurant i will give you a bar and i will give you a golf course does that work yes yes all right so diamond in the rough restaurant i love a place in new york city called giorgio's oh uh, okay giorgio's is uh a little hole in the wall in um in Flatiron district but you go in there and they have a big sign probably you know a two-foot sign and they do a lot of blends so it'll be like a, a strawberry scotch it'll be a, a vanilla gin it'll be a, a pineapple vodka and they just blend all these different spirits with different uh you know uh, vegetable um fruit and it's delicious so that's one plus the food is outstanding great parsing golf course in long island diamond in the rough I would say it's got to be a public course, right? No, 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 no. That would be, that would be, that'd be preferred. Sure. Yeah. If you want a diamond in the rough course in New York, you got to go to (laughs) furygolf.com. And we have a blog series. This isn't just a shameless plug. We have a blog series, actually very cool, that we cover the best public access golf courses in the best music cities across America. And the one from... Oh, I love this. The one on, on Long Island, New York, I, I personally curated with our writer, and there are a ton of good courses. So I, I really recommend it. I really recommend it. Um, that's just that's not a shameless plug. So we got we got Jacksonville, we got um, we got Long Island, we have um, uh, San Francisco, 
and we have Austin so far. We're doing Vegas next week. That's pretty cool. A lot of, a lot of great cities across America. Um, so, you know, not a shameless plug. It's, it's really good courses, and, and I recommend it for everyone. Best bar, Pete's Tavern in New York City. Pete's. Oh. Have you been to Pete's? No, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, been Pete's, Pete's is the longest operating bar in New York City through Prohibition. They were a flower shop during Prohibition. Um, and, you know, hopefully they get out of this COVID thing, but it is a really great bar. You walk in there and there's sawdust on the floor. The ceilings are just black from the smoke that was there years previous. Uh, Pizza is a great place. Every single celebrity you can ever think of has been there. Proof being their pictures are all across the wall with the staff. I uh, highly recommend Pizza Tavern. All right. Last one. And um, I'll be quick because we got to go. Uh, best song for T1 drive, uh, the first T drive. Whole lot of love, baby. That's good. That's good. I love it. I love it. Cal, wrap it up. I think we did a hell of a job. Yeah, hell I think, I think it was fun, right? That's a good time. Yep. Let's raise a pipe, bud. There we go. And uh, say cheers. Cheers. Hey, guys. I really enjoy this. Cheers, Barry.